0: When I first considered offering you this poem today, as part of our introduction to the question of what it means to be a people of stillness, I hesitated. How could we possibly think right now about having the kind of joy in the world around us that Mary Oliver describes in the daily presentations of these particular times? How can we speak of delight when the virus is still spreading among us like wildfire? When some of our siblings have lost jobs and loved ones and their own safety, while some of our siblings insist the plague isn't real or that their freedom of choice is more important than the safety of their community, how can we think about being made for losing ourselves in this soft world? Isn't that an affront to the suffering within and around us to consider joy and acclamation? So I reflected on it. And as I did that, I thought about what I need to continue to support my body and mind and spirit in this ever lengthening time of isolation and fear. And I started to remember how essential it is to have beauty and goodness and delight, not in spite of things being hard, but especially when things are hard when I lose my ability to notice those things and allow them to offer me joy, and that has most certainly happened for me over this past year, at least a few times. When that happens, it erodes my ability to function well, as a parent, as a minister, as a human. And when that happens, I eventually remember, or really more often, I'm reminded by my loved ones to come back, to the basics of what grounds me. I often talk about God or the Holy as this Spirit that rises within and between us, and as the love that holds us all, and that is the most grounding belief that I hold. And one of the primary ways I feel like I have a connection to that Spirit and that love that I'm affirmed in my belief is through beauty, and delight, especially out in the natural world. For me, as for many of us, I think that connection isn't just about my own well being, but that of my child, my other loved ones, my communities, this community, and all the communities we touch. Audre Lorde said caring for myself is not self indulgence, it is self preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. And that is the affirmation I choose to apply to this. If I can keep finding ways to notice beauty and delight, and delight in it, in that beauty, as COVID continues to blaze through us, and as the darkness of winter continues to lengthen, I can help and continue to help co-create and nurture hope and compassion in the world. Of course, it's harder to do this right now. It's harder to do most things right now. Beauty and delight feel less accessible because the other primary way I find them is through connection with my human siblings. And though making that connection through Zoom and phones is a typical practice for me because so many of my close relationships are long distance, it's also usually supplemented by closer physical connections. In which I can see people's whole faces and I can hug them. So it's harder to feel how the spirit moves between us and the love that holds us, as I know it is for so many of us. And so as these days get shorter, rather than a call of stillness, I feel anxiety and even fear. How am I gonna get through this winter if I can't see my people, hug them? drum and dance and sing with them. There's already so much quiet in my home and my life as the stillness of the season begins to settle. So I wrestle with this theme of what it means to be a people of stillness. As I think many of my Christian colleagues wrestle with particular pieces of lectionary that they have to use to guide their weekly reflections. I'm not required to use these monthly themes, and I could have just changed it to something else, something easy, something comforting. But that would be too easy a way out of the wrestling with my faith that is required of me if I am to serve well. Unitarian Universalism is, after all, not just a tradition of comfort for like spirits, but one of growth and challenge. And so even though it feels like I have more than enough challenge right now and more than enough stillness in my life and don't really want to engage it, I think that may be true for many of us. Despite those things, it feels important for me to dig into the anxiety that's keeping me from noticing beauty and delight as we move deeper into the season of darkness. For many people of faith, we know this is the season of seeking stillness. And I suspect that is why our Soul Matters organizers decided on that theme for this month. Our Christian siblings are in Advent, the time of waiting for the birth of Jesus. It's a time of self-reflection, of hope, of longing, of preparation. Preparation for what? For the holy to take human form and to live among us. So they practice four weeks of waiting as they engage in the themes of hope and peace and joy and love. They're encouraged to bring their full selves to these themes and to practice worship and prayer and generosity and love in a time of the secular bustle of planning and shopping and cooking toward the end of making room in their hearts for the holy. They're waiting for joy, and in joy. And I wonder how that feels for them this year. Our Jewish siblings are about to observe Hanukkah and with it celebrate and reflect on the resilience of their ancestors in a time of violence and oppression. They light the eight candles of their menorahs one each day in remembrance and celebration of the miracle of one day of oil lasting for eight days after their people took back the temple in Jerusalem from the Greeks. And as they celebrate this miracle, they open themselves to the possibility of miracles everywhere, of God's presence among them and in everything around them, and to the gratitude that comes from the awareness of what a gift that is. I wonder how that feels for them this year, too. I, Like many of our pagan siblings, think of this as the season of drawing inward, of slowing activity and moving it indoors, of learning and reading and making art, of fire and candles, of warm drinks and comfort food, and of nurturing my spirit. As we move out of the warm and light-filled days of using my body more actively, of cultivating food and relationships, of gathering the fruits of those labors, now we see comfort in the stillness. I know how that feels for me. This year is different. While the season of warmth and light has provided lots of opportunity to be outdoors and to gather and cook good food, i have also had to sit a lot more and be in one place a lot more and i haven't been able to nurture my relationships the way i'm used to even when i get to see my people there's this emotional distance that's created by the physical distance that we have to work harder to see and overcome i'm tired but not in the good healthy way that i'm usually tired at this time of the year from all of the activity that's been going on i seek a different kind of rest and deep 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 inside, I'm not sure that I'll find it in the dark season. In fact, I'm afraid that the dark will bring deeper isolation this year, which will get in the way of the nurturing and the healing that I can usually cultivate. What about you? Are you feeling resistance to finding stillness? What is it that's in the way for you? Rachel's going to allow you to unmute yourselves, and I invite you to do so one at a time and share, if you will, something that is in the way of your desire or your ability to find stillness. So I chose this image that you saw at the beginning of my reflection um, because I too was feeling and and still am in a lot of ways, feeling a lot of shoulds and um, wonderings about being enough. Um, And that's part of also what is keeping me away from finding a stillness. So this picture was posted by my friend and colleague, Lisa Day, and with it, she wrote these words that just really resonated with what I was feeling, with what I'm still feeling. She wrote, candles left over from a year we evidently didn't make it to the fourth Sunday, in need of some sticky stuff to straighten the candles, and bare of greenery not yet collected, somehow just right for Advent 2020. I read Elegy by Mong Lan, and the teen said it made absolutely no sense, and I said that's because it's about hope. And so the season began. I love that Lisa was able to be so accepting of the conditions she found herself in at the beginning of Advent, leaving her with what felt to her like a less than perfect symbol for the ritual of lighting the first candle. If it were me, often having too many things get in the way of having my altar prepared for a celebration can easily distract me from the point of the celebration and leave me happy Uh, not happy, (laughs) leave me unhappy, and disconnected. There are lots of other distractions and obstacles, many of which you shared, including simply not being ready or able to be in stillness at all. We might keep ourselves busy because we're a little afraid of what we might find if we allow stillness. This was one of my modes of being for many years. We might feel like we need things to be just so, so we can seek stillness, like having greenery around the candles that stand up straight, or having the right padding under our yoga mat, or the right height for our meditation seat, or a release from the worry about sickness and isolation. This is also a place I get caught. I have to remind myself that life is a cycle a cycle of spirals that finding stillness isn't dependent on these things and that seeking stillness helps me remember that that the cycle that goes around and around in those things oh, has to begin with my taking a breath and inviting the inner stillness that i need to be able to work through those obstacles and seeing the beauty and delight around me and i think as I wrestle with my own anxiety, that inner stillness is different from this forced quiet that has been around me. That maybe if I can come back to practicing some of the ways I have found stillness, like music and yoga, and just taking that breath, it can help me see the beauty in the world I need to nurture joy and love, which can support me in the darkness of the season. I've been calling us to embrace that darkness to let ourselves be okay with moving through it but I think I think now that just that call isn't enough in our continued isolation that we can't embrace the dark when we find when we can't find that inner stillness because this year has just been so hard. And so I offer you a final question which maybe you can talk about in your coffee hours, small groups, or in other ways. What is it you need from the Reeb community to ensure, not to ensure, to nurture, to nurture your own inner stillness as we move into this dark? And what can you offer toward helping each other breathe more freely, notice beauty and delight, and access joy and acclamation? May it be so, and may we be so.